So, wasn't that a beautiful piece of music for our entrance today? I would love to have played you the whole thing, but it's about 20 minutes long. Uh, exaggeration, but close. So, welcome back everybody, and thank you all for all your emails after the previous podcasts uh, with your thoughts and ideas. I really appreciate the time that you took out of your day to send in those emails. Thank you so much. So, back to our episode. This is episode three of the second series of our podcast. And today's subject, we we actually began to cover a few podcasts back on fear. And this episode is going to look at fear of failure. So as usual, I'm going to begin with asking you two questions for you to ask yourself. What makes you truly fearful? What is your worst fear? Is it the usual, like, um, the dark or dogs or people or ants or open spaces or going outside, meeting new people, walking into a new group with strangers or just generally meeting new people? So what about fear of failure? What is it to fear failure? What is it to fail? Well, it has been described as a persistent and irrational anxiety about not measuring up to standards or goals that are set by either ourselves or by other people. Now, this can include anxiety to do with academic standards, losing a position at work, sexual inadequacy, or being seen to lose face or self-esteem. It has also been associated with perfectionism, would you believe, and has been implicated in a number of disorders, such as eating disorders, personality disorders, and other forms of anxiety disorders. So, why do we fear at all? Well, it is a necessary and vital response to physical and or emotional danger. If we don't feel some form or level of fear, then we, we wouldn't be able to protect ourselves from legitimate threats. Now, of course, we may not have a physical threat, but we also can feel fear around public speaking, uh, spiders going into elevators. Um, we can have also develop, you know, the four F's responses, the fight or flight or freeze or fawn responses. You might remember those from a previous podcast. Now, there are some people who experience just occasional bouts of fear. For example, having to give a high-stakes presentation, like uh, at work to a company's client, or having a feeling of nervousness, like when we're about to enter into an interview for a new job. And there are some who have what's called a specific phobia, And that is when you have a fear or persistent fear to a certain threat which can impair a person's growth. So when does fear become a disorder, like a phobia? Well, it's when a distinct fear or anxiety about a specific object or situation. It's when it consistently provokes a fear and causes distress where the sufferer has to endure it in discomfort or maybe even avoids it altogether. It's when the fear is disproportionate to the situation or object. 
speaking about phobias, they come in five main categories. These include animals, like a fear of dogs, spiders or bugs. The environment, which is, um, it can be a fear of heights or thunder and lightning or storms or water itself. Medical, fear of blood, needles, surgery. Situations, so for example, uh, fear of flying, riding up in lifts. And then there's the other category, which can be a fear of vomiting, choking, teeth falling out, or just generally growing old. Did you know that fear of failure is also called atychophobia? Don't ask me to pronounce that again. Uh, this can actually develop in our early years of development. So people who have this fear of failure believe that if there's a chance to fail at something, they will. And then they think there's no point in even continuing or even trying. Now, fear of failure develops from for many reasons, ranging from having critical parents to school bullying or even to a traumatic experience. Those times growing up where you may have failed at something and felt humiliated or upset can also cause emotions to stay with you far beyond the initial incident. However, if we leave them festering in our minds, self-doubt develops into a force that can hurt our goals and our ambition and even our dreams for the future. Now, the reason why we can develop fear of failure, apart from what we've already mentioned, can be a lack of confidence or self-doubt in our own abilities. And this we've covered again in an earlier podcast. Now, with these, it is often irrational and can lead some people to refrain or to stop following their dreams or fulfilling their goals. Now, would you believe me if I said the same can be also said for fear of success? It can be just as destructive, which has the same irrational fear to prevent you from transforming your aims and goals or dreams into reality. Now, while for some failure can be uh, detrimental, it can also be an invaluable motivation to others. We could say that failure is not in opposition to success, but it might just be a part of it. There are times where failure can be seen as a stepping stone that causes us to either change direction or to try something in a different way or try something new completely. Failure can be a moment when we need to look at ourselves and our behaviours, our beliefs and our words. And if you are a person who understands that failure is inevitable and necessary, your inner critic can be triggered and you can succumb to the, the whisperings within yourself to avoid disappointment at all costs. So to change the way you think about success and failure, you have to reverse the negative thought patterns that arise and that can be very challenging in certain circumstances. Or situations. Fortunately for all of us there are ways that can help us to move forward even for those of you who may feel intimidated by failures 
and we will look at some of these a little later on. But before that, we know that nobody enjoys failing. Insecurity about doing things incorrectly can cause us to unconsciously sabotage our chances of success. In fact, sometimes in our daily working lives, there are some organisations that have cultures of perfection, which are seen in a set of beliefs where any type of failure is not an option. Only pure, untainted success will do. And should any of us fail, we can be humiliated to the point of resentment. Imagine the finger pointing as everybody tries to blame someone else in that organisation for a cock-up or a mess or whatever the failure was made. Let me put it this way. Every talent contains an opposite that has the potential to become a handicap. So now let's take a look at how we can begin to overcome our fear of failure. So fear of failure is an intense worry you can experience when you imagine every horrible thing that could happen if you fail to achieve the goal that you've set yourself. The anxiety increases into such an intense worry that this actually increases the odds of you holding yourself back or even to give up on trying. So what can you do to prevent fear of failure setting you back? Well, first thing to look at is your definition of failure. So what is your definition of failure? What does failure mean to you? Giving up? Giving in? Never going after your dreams or goals? In case you fail? No getting the answer you want? Or even not getting the desired outcome you want? Not getting the answer in your time? Now, to most people, the answer to all this is quite simple and even very obvious. But it is vital to be clear about your understanding and belief of what is failure, since failure is the object of your fear and an obstacle to you succeeding. So let's look at number one, to redefine failure as a discrepancy. Look up the word discrepancy. It's not failure. It's an error, a mistake, or something that doesn't add up. But there is no mention of failure. So switch from thinking about failures to thinking about discrepancies between what you hope you can achieve and what you might actually achieve. If you can take a look at the possible discrepancies, they may provide you with information that you can look at, examine and learn from, so you can remedy in the future the mistake rather than the failure. And where possible, if you continue to try, there will be very little, if any, room for failure. However, if you give up altogether for no other reason than fear of failure, that becomes a different story. Number two, note the differences between real and imagined threats. So our fear is in response to two, th two types of threats, real and imagined. Now in your head, you all know the difference. 
real threats pose a risk to your physical survival. And imagined threats are only in your head or hypothetical. So, for example, getting up and giving a public speech is almost certainly an imagined threat. Why? Because there's only a little risk to your actual survival. However, giving a public speech in a cage with a few hungry lions is more likely to be a real threat. Because they don't want to actually hear you, they just want to eat you. Now, by definition itself, fear of failure involves imagined threats. And although the fear is real, the threat is not. For now, the fear of the threat is a prediction. In other words, it's a product of your imagination, one that you yourself have created. Now, this will not, nor does not, make your fear irrational or even unfounded, but it does make it unnecessary and maybe even a little premature. So try to use it to study and learn from. Let it help you to plan on how to avoid the consequences that you're actually scared of. Number three, create promotion instead of prevention goals. So promotion goals are about positive results. For example, I want to get a raise. I want to expand myself, so I want to get a promotion. While the other, the prevention goals, are really about avoiding the negative result. For example, I don't want to lose my job or I hope they won't get, give me a bad review. The prevention goals are more about dreams, goals, whatever you want to call them, are usually associated with a more disorganized approach with lower engagement less self-determination but with more anxiety now the problem with prevention goals or dreams is that they go on to create more prevention goals in the future which blurs our focus undermines our effort and makes any planning we do very difficult by reframing prevention dreams or goals to promotion dreams or goals is one way to take fear of failure out of the equation. In other words, giving it a swift kick in the backside. So it is vitally important to remember that how we frame our dreams or goals can obs obscure our intentions, delay putting it into practice and make it ultimately easier to give up. Let me give you just a quick example as we're coming up to Christmas. After Christmas, we'll all have New Year's resolutions to usually lose weight. So what do we do? We start with an irrational behaviour. No more sweets, no more puddings, no more biscuits, no more cake, all the rest. And by day five, we're beginning to lose the battle. We've started off well, but we can't keep it up. And by day ten, if we've reached that, we give up. Why? Because part of part of us was sabotaging it before we even started. How? Okay, let's take a little step back. So, our goal was real. 
However, we didn't see the reality as there are plenty of goodies left from the Xmas and New Year days. So our planning was off before we even got started. Then everything else just fell down behind that. A bit like the domino effect. And what do we do? Yes, correct and right. We give up and make every excuse under the sun about why we failed. What should we have done? Well, we have a couple of options. Either wait until we're into the new year and we're back to some form of normality so we can do our shopping with all this in mind. I plan to do my diet on the 1st or 2nd of February. Therefore, the whole of January, I can spend planning what I need to bring into the house. And it mightn't include sugary snacks. We might even start to exercise a little bit more. Number four, expect a positive result, but do not get attached to the result. And this is something we all do. So if you get attached too much to the positive result, you are more often than not going to interpret discrepancies as failure. So as circumstances change and as your experiences change, what you first thought of as the perfect result may no longer be attainable, appropriate or even meaningful to you. And if you choose not to reevaluate or to recenter the outcome you expect, you will get stuck in the discrepancy and be convinced that you're failing. We must be able to evaluate our result by what we've put into getting the result and not the result itself. And number five, finally, you are strong and you can be victorious. Fear of failure is not really about the challenges or the effort required. It is about the consequences we may suffer if we fail. We are not afraid of work, but the possibility that our hard work will not be good enough or accepted or acknowledged. So try to identify those consequences around failing that makes you fearful and evaluate your ability to deal with them. And instead of trying to talk yourself out of fear by hoping nothing will happen, Try focusing on building up your confidence and your self-esteem in dealing with the consequences. And finally, here are some questions that might actually help you. Which of these consequences scares me the most? How much impact will they have on me? Are they merely unpleasant or life-threatening? Will they just make me feel uncomfortable or will they hurt me deeply and irreparably? How quickly will I move on? Are the consequences permanent or reversible? Are they short-lived or will they linger forever? How well can I handle them? Can I exercise damage control or will I hide and disappear? And just a couple of final thoughts. We have looked at what fear of failure is about and how it can cripple us and on our ability to achieve our dreams or our goals or whatever you want to call them. 
this fear more often stems from our childhood, from perfectionism, from ego, from lack of confidence in ourselves. However, thankfully, there are plenty of ways to have a go and rid ourselves of the crippling grasp fear of failure can have on us. 1. Start by figuring out where it comes from. 2. Reframe and restructure your understanding and definition of fear of failure. 3. Change the word to discrepancies. 4. Look at the possible outcomes when failure is a chance for you to grow. 5. Stay positive. Have a backup plan and learn from the results. 6. Your failure or your discrepancy can be a source of education and inspiration, not humiliation. Stay well. Stay safe. Namaste.